is 9.07. We've switched drivers. I had to pee. We are not at the resort yet. Yeah, so you drove a while to get in here today? Yeah, I drove up from Renton three plus hours. Is that normal? No, no, it's about a buck 45 to get here normally. Really? Yeah. We so, left at 5.30 this morning. It was 5.40, let's be realistic. My Lanta. You cannot even really see the ski resort. There are no window tickets being sold. You can't come to the mountain without already having a lift access ticket of some sort and still be able to ski. So we should probably explain what's going on here. We were driving to Crystal Mountain on a regular Saturday in January, just trying to do some skiing. <laughs> yeah, us and about a million other powder-hungry Washingtonians. A drive that often takes about two hours from Seattle took almost four that day. Yeah, and this wasn't the first time. The three weekends prior were almost the same scene. Here's some context. After several months of almost no snow, Washington's legendary snow machine kicked into high gear in January. Feet of snow fell in the mountains, closing mountain passes and funneling droves of snow-starved Seattleites to Crystal Mountain, Washington's largest ski resort. The result was, well, unpleasant. People drove six hours only to be turned away as the lots filled way earlier than usual. Season pass holders took to social media to complain about the poor organization and communication that prohibited them from using their hard-earned passes. After the second weekend of long lift lines and disgruntled skiers, many, including us, felt that the experience of going to the mountain was pretty far from what we hoped for. This wasn't lost on Crystal Management. The following Monday, the resort's president, Frank DeBerry, sent a long email to customers announcing big changes to the ticket sales policy with the hope of addressing some of these issues. Instead of being able to walk up to the ticket window and purchase a ski ticket, all single-day tickets would be sold online the week before in limited numbers. In short, no more walk-up ticket sales on the weekends. The idea here was to give the resort a little more control over how many people showed up to the parking lot on a busy winter weekend. Clearly, there was demand. The new policy was announced on a Monday evening, and by Tuesday afternoon, all tickets were sold out for the following weekend. So, on that first weekend after the big announcement, we decided to head up and see what kind of impacts the new policy would have. All right, are we rolling? Update. It's uh, 7.38, uh, and after some early initial success of driving fast down the road, we are now stuck in traffic. Again. How fast are we going? Now? Yep. Uh, 15 miles an hour. 15 miles an hour. We're probably 10 miles away. We're 11. We just passed the sign. Schnikes. It is 9.07. We've switched drivers. I had to pee. We are not at the resort yet. My Lanta. You cannot even really see the ski resort. We're within two miles now. We're behind a big yellow plow. The car behind us has almost driven in the snowbank about four times. And we're just everyone's losing their mind. Suffice to say, the traffic wasn't much better. But we eventually made it, and after a few powder turns, we took to the lifts and asked around about the new policy. Despite the persistent traffic problems, some skiers were optimistic about the changes. Speaking of the driving, of coming up here, <laughs> how was your experience uh, coming up? Brutal. Yeah. We left at 5.30 from Seattle and got to Enumclad by 6.30 when we started up the hill and then didn't, didn't park the until, until 8 15 8 no 30 i'm thinking later late. than that is no, that different was, from your like expectation of coming up here Should it yeah 100 yeah. total 
Hour 45 is normal. And have you guys, you've been skiing here before? Yeah, yeah lots of times. Quite a few times. So how does the policy feel to you, this new, like, no walk-ups on weekend thing? Um, well, it's you necessary. Be In fact, they need to do more drastic things. But I don't want them to charge $200 a ticket, which yeah. is what would really do it. Right, <laughs> so. I know. So if I record you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you drove a while to get in here today? Yeah, I drove up from Renton three plus hours. Is that normal? No, no, it's about a buck forty-five to get here normally. Really? Yeah. yeah. So are you seeing uh, you're seeing more like overtime, more longer drive times? Get to the yeah. yeah, yeah. On the on the weekends, I came up on Wednesday. It was a breeze. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So you, have you heard about this new like no weekend ticket sales policy? Yes, I have. Yeah, are you a pass holder or do you buy uh, Icon day pass holder. Yeah, okay. So what do you think about this new policy that they've stated? I, I I like it, you know, because hopefully it'll free up. Uh, you know, a little bit on the on the weekends and stuff, but looking at this weekend, still pretty crowded. Right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem to make a huge difference. No, it sure didn't. Anyway. Yeah, you know. Other people saw some issues with the new change. Um, do you guys know about the new ticket policy that Crystal has? Sure do. No weekend tickets. How do you feel about it? Kind of sucks when you have a brother from California coming up next month, and we were hoping to show him Crystal, but now we have to go pay all of us to go to Stevens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do, now, uh, do you think that it's going to help any, with any of the, like, issues that they claim it's going to help with? I mean, seeing as how they did that and the parking lot's filled up by 8.30 today, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. And did you guys uh, did you guys drive here today? Yep. yep. Yeah, you did? What was, the, what was your experience like? More traffic than usual at 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. You left that, yeah. It seems like if, if you're leaving from Seattle, it's got to be before 5.30. Yeah. Did you? So you guys came from somewhere other than Seattle? I came from Seattle. Y'all came from Seattle? Yeah, we oh, came nice. from Seattle. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely a bummer. I had a couple friends who were going to come from, and I, this isn't so dramatic, I'm sure, as other people have experienced, but a couple of friends who were coming from Bellingham to come ride with me at Crystal as of last week, and then we're just like, well, guess not. <laughs> yeah. We can't buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah. and I, I have an industry pass and not an icon pack, so I don't get buddy passes. Sure. Yeah. Got it. What do you think about the uh, new ticket policy? No, no walk-ups on the weekends? I think the thing that's Pretty interesting bold. about it is, like, I would be interested to know what the actual percentage of walk-ups there really are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't judge, like, how much of an impact it really has because since last weekend, you know, the same thing is still occurring. In case you needed a reminder that we are, in fact, a small-time amateur podcast, nobody from Crystal responded to our requests for an interview. Despite this, we still thought it was important to include their voice in this conversation. So we're going to read a short part of the letter they sent out to the community describing the new changes. Here goes. We wish to acknowledge all of you, all your opinions, and let you know that we have read or listened to every single message, every single one. Hearing from so many of our passionate customers has catalyzed us to stop, deconstruct the last several weekends of this overcrowding, and review everything we can in order to improve our mountain experience. One thing we will not do is sit still, not listen to our customers, and carry on as if nothing has changed. I don't know about you, but when I first read this email, I was pretty impressed. It really seemed like the folks who run the resort were not only aware of how unique the experience of being at Crystal really is, but also that they were willing to make tough choices to preserve that character. Yeah, I agree. The decision to limit weekend ticket sales has to hurt their bottom line. But there are definitely some consequences to making this choice that are worth noting. For example, what about people who are new to skiing or riding? If you're someone who just moved to Seattle and you're stoked to learn how to ski, 
Suddenly there's now one more hurdle to jump before you can hit the slopes. Personally, as a lifelong skier, it's something I love to do. And even though I happen to be a season pass holder at Crystal, I still want anybody to have this opportunity. Right. And on the topic of season pass holders, one thing we haven't discussed here is the recent acquisition of Crystal Mountain by a company called Altera Mountain Company. Altera is a pretty new organization started in Colorado that's been running around buying up small independent ski resorts all across the country. If that sounds familiar, it's probably because another company, Vail, has been doing this for years. The model of companies like these is to provide relatively inexpensive ski passes that work across a variety of resorts, which makes them very compelling to urbanites in Seattle and Denver. Vail has the Epic Pass, Altera offers the Icon Pass. Many people, as they sit in their car or hear stories of long crystal lift lines, almost immediately say something to the effect of, oh, all those people must be here because of the Icon Pass. And it's not just crystal. At Stevens Pass, another Washington ski area, full parking lots and crowded slopes are often blamed on their own corporate overlord, only over there it's Vail. But the question is, can we really blame these somewhat degraded ski resort experiences all on these corporate acquisitions? Seattle alone has grown 20% in the last 10 years, and that's not including similar growth in the greater metro area. Surely some of these people would go skiing with or without the Icon Pass. Seems likely. Not to mention that the ski areas themselves haven't changed much to accommodate that level of growth. Getting to the mountain is often the biggest bottleneck, and only now are Washington resorts trying to figure that part out. Crystal has started running a shuttle service from the nearest town, Enumclaw, in an attempt to get some cars off the mountain boulevard. They also added priority parking for carpools of four people or more, but on one weekend morning, we were told that carpool spots were full by 6.30 a.m. So where do we go from here? Clearly, this problem isn't going anywhere. And the issues of overcrowding, busy roads, and full parking lots extends beyond ski areas to all public lands within close proximity to big cities. But ski resorts, with their deep pockets and a desire to to provide a high-quality experience to their customers, have the opportunity to positively influence the ways that people access their public lands. As skiers and avid users of the lands around us, it's up to us to push these organizations to support sustainable growth. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tobophilia. We're glad to have you guys along. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, we would not not appreciate that. That would be really awesome. Please do. That really helps other people find the podcast, and um, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. Speaking of which, if you've got ideas for new episodes we can do or other stuff we can add, let us know. Hey at topophiliapodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Go to our website. Thanks for listening. Mm